Welcome to The Dental Brief, the world's direct, right-to-the-point podcast produced to get you the information you need to learn and grow your practice. To learn more about our guests and find links to information discussed on our show, visit our website, dentalbrief.com. On to today's episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of The Dental Brief. Today, we have with us our guest, Michelle Strange, who's a registered dental hygienist. Michelle, go ahead and say hello. Hi. Thank you for having me. Yeah, we're glad to have you here. Um, It's going to be a fun episode this morning. Uh, Tell us a little bit about your background and how you got into uh, dentistry. Um, I started in dentistry at 17, uh, started as a a dental assistant and then migrated my way into dental hygiene and net, you know, through the years, got my master's in dental hygiene education with the idea that I would eventually, you know, run a program, a dental hygiene program. But um, I'm just really excited for all the opportunities that have come my way since uh, graduating with my master's. So currently I am practicing as a hygienist um, a few times a month. I work full-time for Mouthwatch, which is a teledentistry platform. I own a company called Level Up Infection Prevention, which is all about infection control. And then I'm the co-founder and co-host of A Tale of Two Hygienists podcast, which has been on the air since 2015. So um, I started mostly because of my own dental issues. Um, I have struggled with orthognathic issues. Um, I've had orthognathic surgery. I had orthodontics for from eight until 16 and took a moment and then had my orthognathic surgery at like 24. And now I have um, condylar degeneration. So my um, teeth don't touch essentially. And so I have a lot of empathy for patients that are coming to the dentist, can't get answers. I'm really into the science, like breaking busting up the status quo, not doing, you know, things the same way all the time, uh, really kind of integrating science and change, but in a way that is cautious so that we can have safety for our patients, but so that we're not just, you know, chasing disease, like we're dog chasing their tails. So that's kind of my, my mission, uh, is to help, um, the industry, and professionals, other hygienists specifically, really kind of engage in science and kind of just get out of that norm, that polished floss floor, polished floss floor, and change it up a little bit. Sure, that's um, fascinating and um, actually awesome, right? So glad you're here. The thanks. Um, I know that you have a podcast that you help dental hygienists with in, in the dental community. We'll, we'll get into that here a little bit later. Um, but first, I kind of want to talk about the subject or jump into the subject of our show, which is um, infection control, right, and practices. Mm-hmm. And then kind of how that mixes together with teledentistry and what's going on um, out there in offices nationally. I know this is close to you. So what, what do you see going on right now? What are was the, the um, pluses, the minuses? Uh, what are the breakthroughs and the horror stories that are going on with uh, teledentistry as it relates to infection control? Um, I would like to just say how much joy it brings my heart when I find subjects that I'm working in independently and how they kind of come together and mesh and complement each other. And that's kind of what happened to me with teledentistry and infection control, because I was on my journey getting my credentials in infection prevention, you know, starting this company with my um, partner, India Chance. And then I started working with a company that I had known for a while, which was Mouthwatch. And when I was really writing articles and creating presentations around infection prevention, 
I was going back and forth to uh, the hierarchy of controls, which is something that is has been established, long established in our industry to protect us. You know, you eliminate, you substitute, you use engineering controls, you have work practice or admin controls, and then your PPE is the least effective part of the hierarchy of control. But we put a ton of weight on that PPE, you know, asking it, uh, asking it to carry a burden that it was just never meant to carry. And so when I started talking about, you know, especially with the pandemic, you know, we kind of talked talked for years on engineering controls and work practice controls, but we never really talked about elimination and substitution, which obviously would keep a lot of, you know, contagious diseases out of your practice. And teledentistry, I was like, oh my gosh, (laughs) this is such a beautiful way to eliminate it, but not eliminate the person and your care for that person. You can still have these virtual appointments and serve your patient population, but not bring in any kind of infectious disease, put them in harm's way, put your team in harm's way. So, you know, what I was finding as I'm learning more and more about teledentistry and, uh, you know, having these conversations about around the world, they, we as an industry and dentistry have a really hard time picturing how we can do anything virtually. Like, you know, we're like hands on, I got to put my hands in somebody's mouth. And that's the only way to practice dentistry. But I mean, I, anybody that's listening, I would just like challenge you, like, think about all those moments where someone just comes sits in your chair, and they're talking to you. Or something that you could do, and you literally just put a mirror, look in their mouth for a post-op visit, check that bite on the tongue, check a lesion, all those times that you are taking up chair time that cost you money because, you know, that's, you know, chair time. And then all the PPE that you're not conserving by seeing um, uh, those patients and using that PPE. And then think about the bearing that that has on the patient's experience. So yesterday, I actually just had a telehealth medicine appointment with my gastroenterologist. He was like, I really like for you to come in. I was like, buddy, it is a 30 minute drive to you and a 30 minute drive back. And that's if you're running on time, I'm only out an hour and a half. And this me logging in, not taking off time from work, not wasting gas, not going out into the world right now. I mean, there are so many opportunities where we can discuss treatment plans and even uh, oral hygiene instructions. Like my other little wheelhouse, not to digress too much, but my other little wheelhouse is oral hygiene instruction and how important it is to build upon that. And it changing habits like toothbrushing habits is not going to happen every six months. Like these people, we all need a constant reinforcement on a regular basis to change a habit that was established when we were young, young children, right? Like our brushing technique. And so I could literally have this, you know, video conference with you and like, let's talk about, so I showed you some things before. Let's look at that. How is, how is those interdental brushes that I gave you? Are you struggling with that flossing technique that we worked on? Like, show me what you're doing and really engage people. And I see it as a way of really getting ahead of the disease. Truly stand. I mean, we've been trying to stand on this prevention leg our you know, for decades upon decades in dentistry, but we really aren't preventing a lot. We are just chasing that disease. It's another cavity, another pocket, another bleeding spot every time a patient comes in. And like, how can we get ahead of it? And for me, it is utilizing these virtual appointments like, you know, the software, like teledentistry software that's out there. 
Sure. No, I, I know that during when most medical practices um, like gastros or dermatologists, general practices were shut down during COVID, um, a lot of them did switch to teledentistry and they didn't do it because they're like, hey, we need to see our patients. A lot of them did it because they looked at their books and said, oh, oh my goodness, we have zero revenue. And they were getting reimbursed at the same rate. So they said, why not try it? But this was after years and years and years of the medical community saying, hey, teledentistry or um, so telehealth isn't going to happen, right? It's not something we can do. We can't, we have to see the patient. We have to see the patient. And that's all they learned in, in school too, right? And in dentist, dentist, uh, dental school, same thing. I don't think they ever, there was a class on here's how you do a virtual consult, right? Via a uh, cell phone. So it was kind of out of necessity that it was born and I think it was more of a financial necessity. Now some, that may not be a fair characterization, but I, I do think that in general. Um, so tell me why aren't practices adopting teledentistry? Cause a lot of them are, a lot of them are really struggling with it. They tried it for a little bit of time and they're not, what's the biggest um, hurdle that they have to get over and why is it worth getting over that hurdle? I mean, if I had to think about it, if I took it to like a, you know, 30,000 foot view of the situation. Change is hard. Technology mm -hmm. is sometimes hard. Um, I actually just said something to a doctor of mine that I work with. Um, and he was like, yeah, but sometimes they just can't connect and they're having internet. And I was like, yeah. And sometimes they have car problems and it's raining and I can't get them to come to their appointment. It's just, it's the same thing in a different way, right? Like, it happens and you can't be afraid of scheduling a person on your schedule for chair side, like to be in your chair just because you think they might have car problems or, you know, the nanny cancels for the same thing that you can't like say, oh, I don't think I want to implement teledentistry because of all the technical stuff and the internet connections and, you know, making sure patients know how to log on. There's absolute ways to make it very, very flow, very very nicely, I guess, if lack of a better word, just flow beautifully, be very easy. Um, but you do have to put the work in on like finding out the software platform that's going to work for you, how you're going to communicate that with your patients. Or is your entire team on board? Or do you have some, you know, some of those uh, personalities in the office that just do not do well with change? So I think that sure. that is a, a big one for sure. And then it's like it's putting the time aside to do the work because it is an it's an investment of a different approach to patient care. You know, it's like any other thing, lasers or, you know, your milling machines like, oh, I see it. It looks like a good thing I could be doing. But gosh, it's like to start it seems like a lot of work. Um, right. And I also think that a lot of people um, see teledentistry only as like, an intraoral camera in the mouth or um, that they'd have to be on a computer. And really it's, you know, the patient can snap pictures with their telephone and their smartphone. I said telephone, like showing my age there um, with your uh -huh. smartphone and be able to like upload images of like, Hey, is this, I have had this ulcer in my mouth for a week now. Is this a big problem? And they send it to you and you can say, I am concerned about that. Let me get that over to our uh, oral surgeon and have them take a look at it. And then they say, yeah, this doesn't look right. Sit, come in. We're going to do a biopsy. Like it can, sure. your workflow could really 
be so much more efficient, but to change that workflow is a little intimidating sometimes. So that I think if I had to give that as an overarching, I think, fear of uh, teledentistry and implementing it, but there are people doing it and doing it beautifully. And you can pick and choose how you want to implement it into your practice. Like it doesn't, you don't have to go, you know, full throttle with this. You can kind of start slow, but I don't think everybody realizes that and really sees how it will fit into their workflow that they already have established in their practice. Yeah, that makes sense. I, I see a lot of opportunities for sure. Um, I, I think we're going to see it go in that direction. And of course, not everybody's going to adopt it, right? And that's fine too. Not everybody needs to do everything. Um, Michelle, I want to thank you very much for coming out today. I want to um, promote your podcast. Um, tell us a little bit about your podcast um, and, and what's your goal. So the A Tale of Two Hygienists was created to help disseminate information to the masses. Um, it start, it's myself and my co-host, Andrew Johnson, who is a, we, a male hygienist. We like to call him a guy hygienist. He was on the uh, West Coast and I'm on the East Coast for a very long time. We had this like, he said, she said, East Coast, West Coast. He's pediatrics, restorative. I'm perio implant. So we had this where we kind of battle out some of these topics in our industry. And it's really just become where we interview experts on certain topics. Our goal is to, you know, it never, I never understood why in South Carolina, I wasn't hearing something. I'd had to fly to California and hear this, but this was a huge piece of a puzzle for my patient care and how healthy I could get my patients. But I, I had to literally travel and spend thousands and thousands of dollars for this one little nugget. And so now we can um, disseminate that information, have these experts come on, um, tell us what's the newest trends. We can have hard conversations. We can have big conversations that are important to our industry. And then we can kind of get micro with it and talk about like the types of, you know, Profi paste versus urethritol versus sodium bicarbonate powder and like how we actually treat patients in the rhythm of our appointments. So we're just trying to be a resource for a hygienist and all dental professionals. And we really are trying to start becoming that bridge into the medical uh, world because we're having sleep uh, apnea doctors on. We're having gastro doctors on. We're having everybody so that we can start to really, really um, dive into that holistic care that I think all of us are in desperate need of. So yeah, I, tell I, love hmm? I love it and appreciate you giving back to the community. Michelle, we really appreciate you coming on folks. Check out a uh, tale of two hygienists.com. Um, Michelle strange. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Thank you for joining us on today's episode. Did you know you can weigh in on today's topic on Facebook? Search The Dental Brief on Facebook or visit our website, dentalbrief.com, and just follow the link. We look forward to having you join us again on another episode of The Dental Brief.